Welcome to Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. I'm your host, Tigrila Gardenia, nature-inspired mentor and leadership coach. In this podcast, I share ancient and modern knowledge from biology to spirituality about the wondrous ways in which plants can help you lead a naturally conscious life. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to episode 27 of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Um, As I'm recording this, it's about a week after the equinox, and there is just so much happening here at Damanhur. Um, I still can't believe we're in October. That's just mind-blowing. And so as we enter into a new month, we are entering into a new reading period. Now, if you remember back in episode 21, I talked to you about the Plant Wisdom Book Club. The book club was something we started, oh, more or less, what was that, two plus years ago? Because like many of you, I'm sure, I have shelves and shelves of wonderful books and reading them is a whole other story. So we decided that there were so many amazing books coming out around the world of plant intelligence, plant consciousness, working with plants, being with plants, seeing plants, experiencing plants, that we would start a book club. And the book club has been a true and immense joy. It's just been an incredible joy to be there with the book club, to to read together, to experience, to share, to everything that you could just imagine. So we have just completed our 13th book, And the 13th book was Nine Ways to Charm a Dryad by Penny Billington. Now, the exciting part about this for me is the fact that, and actually for all of us, we really had an amazing discussion with the author, Penny Billington herself. Um, I am sometimes lucky enough to be able to get a hold of the author because they are acquaintances, friends, colleagues, and we're able to bring them into one of our discussions. And it's been a real highlight. I mean, we had... um, We had multiple people already that have come in. For example, uh, Emma Farrell came when we did with Journey with Plant Spirits, and we've had discussions with Paco Calvo when we did Plant Sapiens. And this time now that we just did Nine Ways to Charm a Dryad, we brought in Penny Billington. Now, Penny Billington is a druid. She's an author. She's also a Kabbalist. She's a very interesting character. And this book really was at least for me, not exactly what I expected. I mean, I the whole title in and of itself, it was some one of the books that kept coming up. Now, let me tell you a little bit. So when we do the Plant Wisdom Book Club, um, in order to select a book, the process we go through is where we have a huge list, um, a really long list of, of book titles. And then we take a period of about a week where all of members can vote what are their top five of this big, huge list, which is right now close to 60 books. We whittle that down to the top five. And then we take another week to vote from that temp five and everybody can choose one from that top five and of course the one with the most votes is the one that wins this book was one of them that came up and over and over again in the top five but we hadn't had a chance to get into it so when it came up there was a there was cheers of like yay finally now this book starts off with a whole explanation of what is a charm which kind of makes me laugh because for me the explanation i wanted was what is a dryad i mean what exactly is a dryad? And that was a question that we asked Penny herself. Now, Penny's definition was pretty was very loose in the sense that to Penny, a, bri- a dryad could be either or. 
a the spirit of a tree. So in this particular case, she's talking specifically about tree dryads. So dryads that are are the spirit of the tree, or they could be nature spirits connected to trees. And this definition to me, honestly, took me a little bit for a spin. So I was telling the group the other day when we did our final discussion on this book, that that definition in some ways was a mixed blessing. I kind of wanted a definition from her. I wanted to know what she meant by a dryad. And I was surprised that she didn't include it really clearly in the, in the book itself. But at the same time, I was really grateful when she didn't, because here at Dom and Her, we have, um, we've worked with nature spirits quite a bit. You know, we have the, the human animal world, the plant world, you've heard me talk about it. And then there's the world of the nature spirits and uniting these three worlds remind, um, requires us to really think about our relationships with all of these different types of beings. And nature spirits for me are still the ones that are a little bit farther away in the sense that I have worked really closely with gnomes and those are really the only nature spirits that I personally have worked with. But I haven't encountered exactly the dryad as she was talking about it from the form of the nature spirit. But here at Dumb and Her, there is an entire um, kind of part of that relationship with the world of the nature spirits that is connected to um, tree bodies in the sense of bodies, uh, not bodies, excuse me, trees, trees that can become the bodies of nature spirits. In other words, nature spirits that can inhabit trees. Now, so I started off pretty much with that definition. I'm like, is that the dryad? And then I had to, um, I, I, this, this whole concept of the fact that she didn't define a triad forced me, or at least that's the way my, my mind works, to kind of look back at all my biases relating to definitions and terms and, and to think about what exactly, does it even matter? Like, was I making this such a big deal and should I just be fluid like her? Or should I have a set definition? I kept asking myself, am I being too rigid? Am I being too loose? And it was wonderful. I know it sounds crazy in the way that I'm trying to explain it, but I think when it comes to many of the definitions of these beings uh, around us, these invisible beings in particular, so dryads or tree spirits or nature spirits, however you want to look at it, it's very easy for us to get to, to take on somebody else's definition, to come at this with the idea of, I write a book or I follow so-and-so and they gave me this definition. But even when it comes to plant communication, really even what I teach is guidance of things you can experiment with because ultimately the best relationship is gonna be created based on your personal experiences. So I ended up taking this into that realm, I started to say, okay, wait, rather than trying to use a strict definition, let's be fluid, let's play with this. Let me get rid of all of my biases and all of my preconceived notions around what a nature spirit is or what a tree spirit is. She includes many definitions um, such as uh, definitions from uh, ancient Greek mythology, from Celtic, from Druidic, um, Druidic beliefs. She really incorporates a wide range of thoughts around this term dryad. Some of them are congruent. Some of them kind of flow one into the other. Some of them are kind of opposite and feel really different. So for me, it was a really fun exercise to, to create a relationship with this dryad um, based on a combination of the charms, which I'll get into in a minute, but also based on this exploration. So I really encourage you 
to explore that. And in that way, I was very appreciative at the end of Penny for not including a strict definition. I kind of wish she would have encouraged us to do this exploration, to play around with what means what dryad means to you. But either way, that's where I got and I found it extremely enriching. Um, it enriched the way that I relate to trees because I was able to then connect in with these trees via these charms and kind of almost ask the tree, that particular tree, like, what does what does dryad mean to you? And how are we going to relate? How should I relate to you and relate to your dryad? Is your dryad outside of you, like a nature spirit that is in that lives closely related to you in some way, but is not a part of you? Or is a dryad um, a being uh, kind of like your higher self, the equivalent of what would be my human higher self, but in that divine or that spiritual essence of yourself, kind of more like the definition that Emma Farrell uses in uh, Journey with Plant Spirits. So plant spirits and dryads from that definition are very similar, where I know some people that work with uh, nature spirits that would say that dryads are more externally facing nature spirits. Now, I'm not going to tell you what conclusion I came to, because you need to read the book yourself. But before we go on, I want to take a minute to showcase one of our eco-conscious sponsors, especially since this is one that is very close connected to our book club. 90% of people promise themselves. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Okay. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let me get a little bit into the book. Now, this book had uh, nine charms. Obviously, that's why it's called Nine Charms to Dry... To nine Ways to Charm a Dryad. And she does go into a whole definition of what a charm is. The idea of how to charm another being, how to charm yourself, how to leave a charming life. So all these different aspects relating to charms. And this was honestly charming. And when we spoke to her, she was charming. I mean, seriously, Penny Billington is so funny, so... Um, expansive in the way she thinks, very druidic in that idea of like connection to the landscape. I really did love this. And each one of these charms is pretty extensive, to be honest. This is, um, we, we had different people read the book in different ways. Some people would just go one charm at a time and they would read the charm and they would do the charm and they would just focus their time on the charm. We had other people that read the book all the way through and then went back and would do the charms in individual moments. That way they had an idea of the of all the possibilities and then they came back to it and 
either which way can work for you. I mean, honestly, there is no one way to read a book like this. Even Penny herself said that the book has, it's kind of like there, it's a book that you could just open up and do that charm because you're planning on going out and you want to, or you want to spend some time working with a specific tree. And so therefore you can open up and do that charm. Um, and it's, it's, they're not charms that you can do in like 10 minutes. This isn't a like nature reconnect exercise that you do really quick. The charms are involved. The charms are about expansion. They're charms like attuning to the landscape or appreciation. I have my book in front of me, my, my ebook version. Um, they're charms of like changing perspective, healing, uh, charms of, of dreaming and connection, the cosmic trees, Kabbalistic principles. And so therefore, each charm is a pretty extensive period. If I was going to do this um, and I will, like as I'm going through the charms myself in different ways, I would budget in to spend some time with that particular charm. And what I mean by some time, I mean like a week or so in the sense of, or even some more time if you want, in the sense of pick a charm and give yourself time to read through it, gather up all the pieces that she's, you know, kind of encourages us to have or do. And there's multiple pieces to the charm. There's kind of like the prep of the charm. There's the charm itself. There's exercises and questions and different elements to do this. And in that way, the book is extremely enjoyable because the book I have to say, by the way, the other consensus before I go forward with the book is do not get the ebook version. I'm a huge ebook person. I have most of my books now on ebook, but this is not a book that is good on ebook. I don't know if it's that they didn't get formatted the same way, but when um, we were talking about it in our discussion, it came up that if you have the hard copy book, the the charms are laid out really nicely super easy to read and it has some diagrams and some photographs and some and you're encouraged to color you're encouraged to always have a notebook where you draw and write and then also you can draw and write directly into the book the ebook version is very flat it does not have a lot of that graphic and um there's not a change in fonts or bolds. And so therefore it's very tiring to read that version. So you have to read a little bit slower. You have to kind of think about where exactly you are because the formatting inhibits you from really getting into the charm. As opposed to the, the paperback version, the charm is laid out way easier for you to do it. And in each one of the charm, you have the charm, you have how do you apply the charm, like I said, exercises, questions to ask and things like that. All the charms are carried out with a tree, obviously, because the idea is the dryad is connected to the tree, whether you think of the dryad as the tree spirit or as a nature spirit connected to the tree. You're not intended to apply that dryad, that these charms necessarily to all the same tree. You can in the sense that if you're trying to create a deep relationship with the dryad of that tree, then you can use one tree, you know, work with one tree all that time and then carry it out. But there's a lot of principles that, um, that I really appreciated that she included, which is things like um, asking for permission, um, the idea of the tree's personality coming through, the ability for the tree to maybe not even want to work with you on these charms or maybe not work with you in that particular moment. A lot of things that as we were having our discussion, we realized that many people um, unfortunately take for granted. I think people who really, really love trees, you know, tree huggers or people that work with trees or, or feel like they're very connected to trees. And I have no doubt about their their desires and their ability to work with the tree and all of that. But I think sometimes we forget 
that permission piece and the fact that trees are people too, right? A tree person might not want to work with you in that particular moment. And so um, I really appreciated that she encouraged you to always ask the tree if the tree wanted to work with you in the moment that you wanted to carry out that charm. And then, um, and then if you, if the tree didn't helped you also recognize when the tree didn't, that was one thing I really appreciated about the way Penny wrote. The other part that I appreciated about the way Penny wrote was the fact that she included many different, um, what's the right way of saying it, many different variations, depending on your current physical state. For those of us that could actually go out and spend time in nature and such, you know, then the truth, the charm could be carried out one way, but she was very open and inclusive in saying, if you have any issues where you can't go out and find the tree, here's how you can substitute this part. Um, if you're in a wheelchair or you're bound to the house in some ways, then this is the things that you can do. So it is a very, very inclusive book in that way. Even though each charm has lots of different pieces, each charm can be easily, easily adapted for whatever it is that are your specific needs. So I think that, that those are two elements of the book that I really enjoyed. The permission, the ability for you to um, learn how to see the tree that you're working with as an actual person and therefore a person that has good days and bad days and is going to be in a mood for sharing and is going to be sometimes like closed off and not wanting and that that is not a reflection of you but that is also the tree sharing the tree's personality and that the more that the tree gets to know you the more open the tree can be about this and i very much appreciated that because i think that that's one of the pieces that's missing in many of the different courses i think everybody kind of talks to anybody who teaches plant communication will talk a little bit about permission, but I don't think they go to the extents that she went in relating to kind of helping you see the fact of your tree as a person, the person that the tree that you're working with, this person that you're working with. And that was very much appreciated. And then again, lots of people who want to spend time in nature, who really love nature, but for whatever reason, keep thinking about nature outside and therefore they can't go out there, might be dissuaded from connecting. And in this case, I wish she would have written that I think she does write it at the very beginning of the book. I don't know if it's on the back cover, but it would be a very important thing to, to write in the back cover. This book is very much open to all age demographics, all um, terrains and locations. And it doesn't matter if you're stuck in a snowstorm and you can't go outside or for whatever reason, I don't know, you have an issue that, that doesn't allow you to go and literally physically sit underneath a tree. And so these are things that are very important when you're connecting because look, let's be honest, the, the days are hectic, things are crazy, we can't always get out and not all of us have a tree that is really very close or especially a tree that we feel comfortable enough sitting under or spending time under. I mean, I think we have trees in our neighborhoods and we have trees that are walking around. When we're walking around, we can see trees, but what I really feel comfortable sitting in the middle of my sidewalk trying to charm a dryad maybe not so much, but in this case, I have options for doing that. Um, the negative side of this book, and this is just for me, and I, you know, I heard this from a few other people, is just the fact that the charms are complex. I mean, complex, not complicated. None of them are really hard, but they are complex. They have like lots of little pieces connected to them. And while that's very enriching, if you feel like you have, if you've given it the amount of time necessary, I think on the other hand, when you 
feel like you're rushed, this is not a book for when you feel rushed. It's the complete opposite. It's a book for you to enter into a different kind of relationship. As a person who creates lots of exercises and activities, you know, in my challenges like the I Am Plant Challenge um, or other aspects where I try to create, you know, different ways for you to connect. Some of them are very long and complex and have lots of elements and pieces to them. Some of them are very quick, simple, something that you can just work with. And so um, I think in this particular case, um, many of her charms just require a lot of time. And I don't think that that's written at the very beginning. I think it would be nice for her to give even just a little bit of indications on what she thinks are some of the, some of the best ways to use this book in the sense of how much time do you give yourself or do you, can you do it in pieces or things of that nature? I mean, I think that these are really some important pieces of the book that are, yeah, that are kind of missing that, that, um, just I, it's on the logistical front that make it a little bit more complex, but from the perspective of being able to read it, it's in and being able to do them they are not hard at all they're actually relatively simple and they are very expensive like each one of the charms having such broad you know uh, ways of looking at things really help you work with a tree to enter into a completely different way of thinking this is a delightful book to do in in a book club type setting because you can share and compare and contrast you know your experiences and you can talk about the relationship you're creating with your dryad i mean we had wonderful conversations both so the way the book club works in the plant wisdom good club we have three times that we meet throughout the course of a two-month reading period um the first, and we divide the book up into these three sections so that we can talk specifically about them and then talk about the book as a whole at the very end. So it's it was very fun to be able to share the experiences, to talk about like our triads, what kind of relationships we're creating with them. But even in that two month period, there was few people that could actually complete all nine of the charms. Most of us just completed a few of the charms, even though we read the, the whole book. So. So that's this book. We would give it a thumbs up. If you remember in episode 21, where I talked about the first 12 books we read, kind of give you a super zoomed out way of doing it. And we had 11 really great books, just one dud. And so now it would be 12 really great books and only one dud, which, you know, when you think about it is not bad at all. I mean, for a book club to read 13 books and only come up with one that's not really something we would recommend, I would say we're actually doing pretty well. The Plant Wisdom Book Club is, you know, in the naturally conscious community. It is a place and it is open. It's part of Seedling Sprouts. So it's something that you are more than welcome to join us if you want to read our next book. Our next book is Thus Spoke the Plant by Monica Galliano. It's another book that has come up in the top five, probably, I would say three quarters of the time that we do voting. Thus Spoke the Plant makes the top five, but finally got selected as the book we're going to read. And I'm very much looking forward to sharing this book with everybody because it is such a groundbreaking book. As you know, from the live commentary, I do the plant consciousness commentary I do on Fridays that Monica Galliano is somebody who has written extensively about plant cognition and about plant consciousness and the idea of plants being thought of as beings that are intelligent, not just sentient, but intelligent and cognitive and that are making decisions and all these different aspects. And this book was really the place that gathers up her journey to get to that 
understanding the journey that went from, you know, hardcore researcher in my marine sciences through an indigenous and a, you know, connected path that then leads to her completely revolutionizing all of her research. So this is a great book to read to really understand the birth of plant cognition as a science and how one scientist can one scientist's journey um, that from, you know, one place to really her, it's really her plant awakening journey. If anything, I would put it that way. It's her plant reawakening journey. And that's the, what it is. So I'm really excited to be reading this and to be able to share, um, this book with the entire group and the entire club. I do hope that you will join us. Like I said, the plant wisdom book club is in the naturally conscious community. It is super fun to have these discussions. Plus, I mean, let's be honest. You want to read these books. I know you want to read these books, but by yourself, eh, sometimes. And then you get to a really great part of the book and you've highlighted it and who you're going to share it with. So if you come join us in the Plant Wisdom Book Club, you have a whole group of people throughout the month where you can chat, you can write, you know, oh, have you read this? And oh my goodness, this part is so good. And then when we have our calls, we can get into it and really discuss it. And more importantly, one of the things that we discuss, the most important part for me is, how is this changing your life today? It's a great book. It has lots of information, but what is it doing for you today? So please join us in the Plant Wisdom Book Club. And as always, we'd love to see you in the Naturally Conscious community. And if you do go off and read Nine, you know, Nine Ways to Charm a Dryad or any of the other books, all of them are listed in the Plant Wisdom Book Club. If you come back and you read any of the books that we've read, Come and tell us how it went. We really want to hear. We want to know. And we're always welcome and welcoming to have these discussions about books that we've read because, you know, the learning doesn't end just because you finish the chapter. All right. That's it. That's all for me. Uh, thank you so much for being here. And if you have any questions, you know where to find me. I'm always in the Naturally Conscious community and, you know, on all the social medias uh, at Tigria Gardenia. And that's it for now. I will see you next week with the next episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Reconnect with Plant Wisdom. Intro and outro music by Steve Shuley and Poinsettia from The Singing Life of Plants. So join me, Tigrila Gardenia, and my plant collaborators next time on Reconnect with Plant Wisdom.